I just got stuck in a bogey train. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to sort of an impromptu, uh, who knows when you'll be listening to this, but uh, Tuesday night for us, um, I guess, edition of the bogey train. Uh, for a second, I forgot what we called this and I forgot what day it was, but it's all right. We're good. Clearly ready to go for this episode right here. And uh, so far, I've just got Jengs with me. And uh, what's he doing? He's motioning. Did you not hear that? No. Oh, man. No, no not at I all. Was, I was sounding the alarm. I was sounding the emergency alarm because this is an emergency podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've had some shocking developments in the last three days since we have last recorded. Two days since we've last recorded. Uh, some big, big things happening in the world of golf in just a short period of time. It could not wait for next weekend. We had to get it out of the way now. Uh, yeah, and with the uh, WM, sorry, the WM Phoenix Open this weekend, we, who knows, we may talk some Super Bowl, um, and with that going on, we probably won't be recording Sunday night, we'll probably uh, wait until Monday, hopefully that can work out for everyone, but, um, so we figure we're going to have a lot to talk about then, and if we, and if this, everything just piled up, you know, it would, uh, it would be a three hour plus episode next time, so we figured we'd we just... Want that. We just knock some stuff out of the way right now and, uh, yeah, get another chance to chum it up with the boys. I should say the boy right now because yeah. – No Noah. We don't know if Noah, Noah said he would be here, but uh, – He's he's too busy working on designing the bogey club right now, so. Yeah. Also, maybe we should uh, do this while he's on. How do you feel about the name? How do you feel about – I? The name's a work in progress. You know, we can yeah. we can definitely switch the name. I just that's it's a work in progress name. Uh, if we come up with something something cool later on, uh, I'm all for it. But that's just kind of my my first edition of the name. You know, not every not every golf course holder sticks with their their current name. Or their original name, I should say. You know, uh, like Watertown, Watertown Municipal, Municipal. Cattail Crossing. I believe Augusta National used to be called like something else back in the day. That I don't know. So Maybe I should know that. So everything, everything's just a placeholder until until uh, something comes along. Yeah. See, Augusta, it was Firethorn National, and then a course has no name, and then you know, Brutland <laughs> Farms. Probably, yeah. Some other, some other names in there. Someone just made one. It was called like the the april beautiful georgia golf course or something like that and then it got banned i'm sure and it probably got banned yeah it's a tough life we live see i don't know why so do you know as an aside do you know why that happens is that who's making that decision of when uh, augusta probably okay because it always gets banned right around the Masters, too, because Augusta probably catches wind of it. People want to play Augusta. And, then, and because they have exclusive rights yeah. well, and they, they They do things, too. Like with Pebble Beach, if someone made like a fake Pebble Beach, that one would always get taken down. Um, like someone had Rocky Shores, and that obviously didn't last very long. Name's a little too close, too obvious, but... Yeah. 
Nick's got an Arnold Palmer. I've got a large Taco John's Mountain Dew. There you go. Uh, all right. First thing, yesterday, I think. Yes, uh, yesterday. Netflix released the full trailer for the pro golf uh, docu-series Full Swing. So the first one was, I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute, something like that. This one was two minutes. So, yeah, it was just a little, little uh, I don't know, a, a deeper look into what we are going to be expecting with the, the docu-series coming out the 15th, a week from tomorrow. I'm uh, so excited. I'm going to binge that yeah. whole thing in one weekend. Yep. Uh, do you have any idea how many episodes it is? Uh, Drive to Survive is usually 10, so I'd assume like 10 to 12. Okay. Uh, maybe since it's season one, they'll go closer to eight. But, you know, Drive to Survive is also 10 because there's 10 teams. So I don't know how they'll they'll plan on shaking this one out. Um, but, yeah, we we had the teaser trailer about a month ago now. I think it was like January 10th or January 11th. Uh, and now we got the, the full trailer that we got to see. Uh, we're going to break that down. Lots yep. of lots of things to pick apart from that. There's some some really a cool lot. parts, yeah. some parts that get you really hyped. Um, so let's jump right into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, first thing I noticed, or I shouldn't say first thing I noticed, but one thing that really struck me was uh, they showed a little preview of uh, Brooks Kepka and his, uh, they're now married, his wife, Jenna Sims. Jenna Kepka. Um, does she go by that? I don't know. Probably not. I'm guessing probably not, but uh, who knows? I could probably look it up if I really cared. Uh, there's a there's a little clip in there where they must be interviewing Jenna, and she's saying, uh, "Well, yeah, when we were first together, he was winning all the time, and now he's not really winning that much anymore. So I'm definitely concerned. <laughs> you know, just like that's definitely a paraphrase, but uh, sort of a uh, I don't know an interesting quote. I don't know if that's taken out of context or, but it's, it. Uh, I don't know. Let's just hope for Brooke's sake that Jenna's not a, a fair weather, fair weather wife. Well, well, he's on live now, so he just got a he got paid, so she's probably not too upset anymore. Uh, that is maybe, true. Maybe my kind of thought was maybe that's the reason that got him to live. You know, she. Oh, that's winning. I, she, I didn't she even think about that. Money. Maybe uh, that's that's what got him going to live. I don't know. Uh, I didn't even think about that angle. You could be right. But yeah, definitely. Definitely caught my eye when I first watched it, hearing that quote. A uh, mm-hmm. little trouble in paradise for Brooks. He seems like he has yeah. this great life. Uh, you know, dyed his hair bleach blonde last year. Yeah, just, he definitely seems like, like he's like going through some crisis. sort of yeah personal crisis. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find himself. but Try, clearly Trying he, to he, find a way to get Jenna he, some money. He found himself as the captain of team smash. So good for him. Smash GC, I believe smash GC. Sorry. Um, okay. Another thing, Ian Poulter, man, I, Oh, the, the teaser trailer. Now the full trailer. I'm, I'm very scared about how much Ian Poulter is going to be in this documentary. I, I think the Ian Poulter part is what's going to be the most intriguing to me. Uh, in the the teaser trailer a month ago, and in this trailer, they both showed this this short clip of him just chucking clubs in the locker room. Okay, quick thing uh, on that is that do you think that's completely genuine or is that for the cameras? That I I'm not sure. 
he's he is kind of a hothead. It wouldn't surprise me if it's completely genuine. Um, he also does seem like a guy that would do that because the camera crew's right there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the whole Ian Poulter thing, and in the the full trailer, they had this this kind of a side with him, and right at the tail end, they're like, "Are you going to live?" And he just, I mean, they kind of cut it off before he gives his response. So that's, I feel like that's going to kind of be a lot of the drama, especially around like guys like Poulter and Brooks and DJ who are both in the docu-series and went to live. It'll be interesting to kind of see how they they focus that. Uh, if they'll ask the question to all three of them at some point, or if they'll ask the question to every single person on the series. Uh, I definitely think there's there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just Ian Poulter, the smirk, and just when he looks at the camera right at the end, like you were referring to, you can hear the person ask straight up, are you going to live? And he just gives this, he goes from looking at the interviewer, he just looks right at the camera, gives this little smirk, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I already was not a huge fan of Ian Poulter, but I'm just like major doucher vibes. Like, he, yes, he seems like he's going to come off like a huge tool. But he always is a huge tool. But yeah, it's not hard for for someone like that. Um, anything else on the the Ian Poulter? Do you think? So I understand. You know, it takes a long time to produce a series like this. But considering that it's been months and months since the players actually made their decision, and you know, like it's been known that Ian Poulter went to live for a long, long time, like. I don't know. It'd be interesting if this came out, if this somehow was able to come out before all the decisions were public. Yeah. So then you'd have like Ian Poulter, you know, they'd be asking him, are you going to live? And he's just giving you that little smirk and you're like, oh my gosh, is he actually? Oh my, now who that, knows? That it was like eight months ago or nine months ago that they actually made this decision, you know. Yeah. It's, that is, that's always kind of the... Like, same thing with Drive to Survive. It's always kind of the the crappy part about it is, you know, if something happens in F1, I mean, you obviously know about it. If a driver gets dropped or a driver gets signed, you know about it. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see the behind the scenes of it. You know, That's how, true. how did a lot of these discussions break down? How did things like this, you know, happen to where Poulter made this decision? I'm hoping we're going to see a little bit of that. Yeah. Um. And I mean, maybe if it ends up having some of the reach that maybe Drive to Survive did to where there might be some people who aren't golf fans who end up tuning in, um, you know, maybe there's someone that doesn't know that Rory won the FedEx Cup. Yeah. And so going through the documentary and, you know, uh, if someone may not know that, but they ended up liking the documentary and they go through it and find out that, wow, Rory, you know, he... He was talking a big game, very pro PGA Tour, anti-live, and then, you know, ends up having all this success last year. Who knows? So maybe it's sort of geared towards um, not your um, average golf sicko like myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, Drive to Survive did a great job of bringing more people to F1, too. And I think mm -hmm. that's going to be one thing that hopefully Full Swing will do for golf. It'll It'll grow that reach. You know, people who are not golf fans will will maybe watch an episode and they'll say wow like there's actually a lot of drama this is more than just guys hitting little white balls around a field for four hours a day uh four days a week 
you know, there's some actual substance behind this. And so I'm kind of hoping that that's, that's what this does for, for golf. So what was one of your points that you put on there? Uh, let me look here. I, I put on there, I kind of touched on it with uh, talking about Poulter, but the live versus PGA battle. Uh, they do kind of throw a lot of, you know, that drama in there. Like, oh, there's this new live thing. And there's a Rory quote in there. Like, the PGA Tour is always going to be the best golf. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of that, that kind of live versus PGA aspect just by looking at the trailer. Uh, and like we said with Poulter, them asking him, like, hey, are you going to live? I think it's, I think it's going to be a major part of this season. And that's where they're going to find a lot of their drama. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for it. You can't, the best content is always based around conflict. And with that being the big conflict of golf. Here's a question. Do you think that Netflix just decided to uh, do this sort of uh, docu-series on pro golf and then they just happen to stumble upon the live drama and get you know almost super lucky in a way when it came to content or do you think when you know they first decided to do I think a lot of it you know might have started uh, late 2021 like do you think there was a lot of behind the scenes and like people sort of saying you know this live stuff was kind of going to bubble over next year it's like, do you think that was known ahead of time that that was a possibility for the for content purposes? I do think uh, they announced that they're starting recording in January. Uh, they'd been talking about doing the series for a little while before that. Yeah, obviously, um, a lot went into it before yeah. actually, like beginning to film and do all and, that stuff. And Liv's been around for what two, three years? They've been kind of well, working on it. Um, so I'm sure there was some sort of rumors like, Hey, maybe next year is going to be the year that everything kicks off. Uh, but I do think it's kind of more so just, they lucked into it. They started the perfect year where all this drama is going to hit, uh, and just got lucky. Yeah. There's probably a little bit of both there. Um, so I put on there, Brandel Chambly, uh, I, there's a quote in there just his voice they don't actually show him but uh there's just a little thing of brandel chambly saying you know that there's an existential threat to pro golf and the saudi-backed live golf but i just thought it was really interesting to hear uh brandel chambly and just now anticipating that they might you know go over some of his takes he is uh sort of a talking head on the golf channel one of the strongest anti-live voices probably in golf media very, very, very um, just anti-live from especially a moral standpoint and things like that. So yeah. I thought it was interesting that that view also is going to be, uh, you know, apparently portrayed. So you're going to get probably guys from all across the spectrum when it comes to opinions on live. Yeah. So um, this probably this documentary might not help out Brandel Chambly's 850 million or whatever it is lawsuit uh but it'll be good for the viewers we'll get to, we'll get to hear some Brandel Chambly I was never a big Brandel Chambly guy but I'm kind of coming around to it. I actually I've always liked Brandel like every sometimes he says things that are just like for example like a week or two ago he had a statement that 
he was saying John Rahm is not a star yet. And it's like he had he's like, he, he gave reasons for he's like, oh, you gotta have two majors or you gotta be near the top of the world ranking for like this long. It's so he he was like giving all these reasons. It's like, dude, you're saying John Rahm is not a star yet. It's just you know, so so obviously, you know, not everything everyone says. No one's right about everything. He's yeah. he's right about some stuff. He's really I love listening to him on, you know, like uh, he's sort of a golf swing nerd. So when he's breaking down golf swing, especially some of the classic swings like Snead and Hogan and things like that. And he's just a big golf nerd, kind of like I am. But yeah, sometimes he's just uh, he just says things, I think, to say it. Yeah, he he's kind of like the golf Colin Cowherd, like. In some ways, yeah. Colin Cowherd's just kind of. An I idiot. do like. I do like a lot of that... his. Yeah, I do like a lot of his takes on live though. Um, yeah, but yeah. All right. Um, I put Rory on there. It, it appears Rory's going to be pretty heavily featured, which makes sense. Number one player in the world. Yeah, uh, one of the, you know, probably the most influential voice on the PGA tour uh, in support of the PGA tour and mm-hmm. against live. And he's been part of enacting a lot of the changes in response to live and all this sort of stuff. So um interested to see a lot of stuff, uh, you know, with Rory in there and uh, just another thing. So I know we were talking about uh, Brooks before. So I was listening to actually a podcast with Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler earlier today that just came out. Uh, and Spieth was saying, so the first episode apparently uh, is JT and Spieth that are featured. Nice. Apparently, apparently episode two is Brooks and Jenna. That's their feature. That's their so yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if he was supposed to release that information or not, but he did. So that's sort of a we kind of know what we're looking for in the first two episodes. Yeah, and I mean. The Spieth and JT little blurps that they had in the trailer, those were both really good. Uh, Spieth, uh, I was JT talking about like, you know, this is this is our career. If you if you need to make money or you want to be successful, you got it. You got to play well and you got to win. Um, so that's that's really well done. I'm excited for for those two. And I kind of just threw in there on our little document, just cast. Like a lot of the cast, I am really excited for. Uh, JT and Speed, like I mentioned, Rory, uh, Scotty, maybe a little bit. Like I'm not super into Scotty. I don't know I feel what like it is about Scotty. I Shuffler. feel like he's just kind of like silent a lot of the time. Like you don't hear yeah. a lot about him. And so having him be in this, it, it'll be kind of cool to just open him up a little bit. See, yeah, you know, more he's about. More yeah, Excited to see Colin. Yep. Um, who else is in there? Uh, DJ Brooks, DJ. Coulter. Did I see a Sahith uh, Gala sighting in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, Sahith. Yeah, um, and I know there's some other guys. I think, I think Mito Pereira, Matt Fitzpatrick. I don't think I don't oh, know if yeah. they were in the trailer much, but I know uh, both of those guys are featured. They showed Matt Fitzpatrick very briefly. So yeah, and then I just put on there that uh, the majors. So you know, it's not. It's one of those nice things that it's not just like produced by the PGA Tour, as in like PGA Tour Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it's sort of separate and it's just covering pro golf, so that they're able to get a lot of content at the majors, like the PGA and the U.S. Open. I don't know if they were at the Open 
uh, overseas. I'm guessing probably not. I'm they, also guessing. They, I mean, they traveled every single F1 race and they're going around the world. I bet they would make it to the open. Which would have been amazing content if they were there. Yeah. With Rory in the mix, Cam yeah. Smith. I don't know if he's featured, but uh, either way. And um, also, I don't, I am curious to see if they have any, if there's any um, Augusta content. I feel like, didn't they show Augusta in the trailer? I don't know. I think they did. I'm going to go back and I'm just going to... Not that I can remember off the top of my head. And I know, uh, you know, they, they got a lot of uh, locker room access. And, you know, so I think I think we're just going to see a lot of type of content and see the players in a way that has just not really been seen before, which is yeah. something I'm really excited for. Like, like it was something that Jordan Spieth said uh, in this podcast interview. You know, everyone sees you know, how everyone talks in like press conferences and interviews and stuff like that. And he said this whole thing, especially with seeing a lot of the players at home and everything, he's like, it's just, it's just a side of the players that has really not been, not been open before. So yeah. I'm just really excited for that. Um, we do get Joel Damon. We can't forget Joel Damon. He's in there. Joel Damon. Um, we'll they do him. show Augusta national. They have the, they have a flyover. And then they also have a clip from the whole oh, bunker Scotty. shot on 18. Now that I just thought of it, I think there's a clip of Scotty walking on the range at the Masters. Yeah. So I when, think when there's the voiceover of him saying, you need to trust in your game to win majors. Yeah. I think that's from Augusta. Yeah, I so. think we will get some Augusta content. Um, oh, and that makes me even more excited. So, yeah, it should should definitely be really, really cool. Uh Kind of the other two things I threw in there were the the drama aspect. They they drum up this drama so well, and that's uh, that's something that F one does really well. But they they've kind of been accused of doing like this fake drama with Drive to Survive, like kind of making up drama. So I'm really hoping they don't do that in this. Here's the thing: uh, I still expect to see some of that, but I think with the amount of drama there already was in pro golf in 2022. I'm assuming they will not have had to fake a lot of it. I'm yeah. guessing there will be some like fake and forced drama, but if there wouldn't have been the whole live thing, I'm guessing it would have been a lot more than what we probably will see. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just, it's so much more documentary like than what I was expecting. Like it's, it's so good. Uh, like the trailer and how they're kind of doing this behind the scenes. Like F1, it feels very, you know, they're focusing on the team. They're talking to the team, blah, blah, blah. Like it just doesn't seem like a documentary. Like this seems like something that 50 years from now you would watch on the history channel or like on PBS when they do the, the Ken Burns documentaries, like this is what this feels like. And so I'm really excited for that. It kind of like, I love, I'm a documentary guy. Uh, especially with like wars and stuff like that. So this, this really feels uh, like a, a solid documentary that you'd watch on TV. So I'm excited for that as well. Um, anything else on the two minute full swing trailer? Um, Joel Damon needs to make a million dollars apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I don't know what to make of that weird quote from his caddy or whatever. Um, 
But yeah, I'm just really excited to watch it. And I'm glad it didn't come out in the middle of the summer. They do have Sergio in the trailer too. I don't know if he's going to be featured, but they had a little blip of Sergio in the trailer, kind of when they're talking about Liv. So, uh, all right. Speaking of Liv, there's some news coming out of the out of the Liv world. A lot of Liv uh, news. Yeah, we we touched on some of it a couple of days ago, like uh, the Niblix rebranding. They're now the yeah, Range the, Goats. The, the, and the range. today. Today Golfers we got an explanation. We got Golfers an explanation from team. Bubba himself. <laughs> so I think it was first posted on the Range Goats social media. Yeah, accounts. it was the Range Range Goats Twitter. Okay, so there's a video of Bubba saying in his just classic Bubba way. Oh my gosh. Like just so unlikable. Like saying a lot of people were asking me, why Range Goats? I said, well. I got to go to the range to help my team and goats golfers on a team. Golfers and then he says, you're welcome. And then did some sort of goat noise. Yeah. The, I don't know what that was. Um, and I'm also not surprised that this team is pink with Bubba with being Bubba the captain. Being the, yeah. Bubba the captain. Um, but if I were to become a live like fan there's there's just something about this team and this logo and the color. Like this would probably just be the team I would choose. <laughs> like it's it's everything that came out. Uh it wasn't just the range goats, it was all the teams kind of released their teasers. We had a lot of rebranding, uh like some new logos. They retired the iconic uh was it the crushers or the fireballs? They were quite they got rid of the fireballs logo and changed that. Um, but they had these team announcements today and they all have just these very cringy uh, videos, like recorded videos with this, this background that's saying their team name. And it's just, it's so weird. The Bryson DeChambeau one, obviously this podcast, we can't show you go look at it if you haven't yet, and it is just one of the cringiest things you've seen all day. Uh, him playing a guitar on his driver, uh, and then at the very end, like, jumping in the air like he's trying to do a high jump, and then landing and just screaming at the camera is just so cringy. Uh, I just watched the Kevin Na one, and it's literally just Kevin Na standing there talking for 10 seconds, and then, like... It, they're just so weird. Uh, I'm surprised Kevin Nod didn't have the yips in his video. Oh, man. Hey, it's Brooks Kepka at a Smash EC. This is the best team on the circuit. <laughs> like, just the, the weird hip hoppy music. Uh, and all this slow mo zoom in zoom out yeah, stuff they're doing. Seriously. It's, just, it's super it's weird. It's like it feels like professional wrestling. It's it's super weird. Um, um at least the Brooks one was not nearly as cringe as Bryson. I mean, you were explaining that the the weird jump and like Hulk smash scream or whatever, that was I can't I can't believe that. I can't believe they did that. And they're like, yes, we need to post that. This is sick. The whole the, thing feels like a troll. 
the Torch GC one I'm just watching, it's got Joaquin Neiman, and he's just uh like it's playing this hip hoppy like Hispanic music. It's it, they're just so weird, dude. Like, why do you have to make it cringy on top of already being hated by a lot of golf? Like, this is just becoming a laughing stock at this point. Dude. It I can't I can't believe some of this, man. I do they really think like, okay, yes, we need to post these videos of like the team captains with this music and all these and all these cuts and it's like yes, people are gonna think this is so cool. Like it seems it seems the exact opposite, like trying way too hard and extremely lame. Yeah. Am I am I am I wrong? Yeah, which is a, you know, that's kind of a good segue into what Live Golf did last year. They tried extremely hard, uh, and they ended up extremely lame. I saw there was an article today, and we can go back to talking about the teams here, but there's an article that came out today. An attorney from Live Golf, uh, or an attorney, I don't know if they were from Live Golf, said that Live made virtually $0 in 2022 of profit. Um, and there's a quote that says former live golf president, the Atul Kozla, the guy who just resigned told ESPN in October that the public investment investment fund spent $784 million for the first season. And they made virtually zero profit. Well, yeah, I I'm surprised at even virtually zero. Like what is that? Oh, virtually zero profit. So yeah, that doesn't even imply getting close to breaking even. That's like, Way in the hole. Yeah. Like, basically had almost no return on the investment. Yeah, which, I mean, obviously they have which, an unlimited supp- amount of money with... Which, that's the, least, that's the least surprising thing I've heard all day. And that's but, one of the things of why it's so hard for the PGA Tour to um, try to compete with this, especially if they get into an arm race when it comes to money. Because... Like, it's not, there were a lot of people saying, you know, well, it's like the free market, you know, um, competition is good, you know, competition, you know, between two, two organizations competing is just going to make both better. It's like, okay, maybe there's something to that, but, um, when one of them is basically not having to play by the rules and is not a rational actor, then it's not real competition. And what I mean by that is they have so much money that they can invest over $700 million and have zero profit and still be just fine. Like an organization like the PGA tour can't do that. Yeah. And it's because lives golf or live golf's purpose isn't to make profit. Their purpose is, you know, I mean, obviously they want to, but the main purpose of it is, you know, sort of the Become normalizing the face of golf, normalizing, you know, the West doing, you know, more business with Saudi Arabia and, you know, that whole thing, the sports yeah. washing thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, if Liv wants to 
make a little bit of money next year. They they should do that. I don't care if they do or not. Um, did you um so did you see like the main the overall live video that had just clips from all of the different Yeah. So yeah. what do you think like some of the players are wearing basically normal golf clothes like Cam Smith, he's still got, you know, Titleist and Original Penguin and you know, basically his he looks the same. But then you got guys like Phil and Martin Keimer and those guys that are basically like they're they're basically wearing team uniforms. Yeah. Uh I don't know what that's about. Is that just is it just the guys who lost sponsors are now just I, wearing I assume yeah, like guys who I think who that's either, what happened with Bryson. Yeah, he lost sponsors. Uh Martin Keimer lost sponsors. And the guys who lost sponsors are the guys who weren't really that big at the time anyway. Uh mm, Bryson. Like Phil, obviously he lost a lot, uh, not just from live, but some other things that happened in the past couple of years. Uh, Cam Smith. I don't know if they're keeping him because he's, he's still, still like with, a top 20 player yeah, in the world, top 50 in the world. He's still with Titleist, but I just but, thought it was funny that some of the, some of them were like basically wearing an entire team uniform and some of them were like, look completely normal. Yeah. But speaking of Cam Smith, the Australian team, uh, changed their name as well. They used to be Punch GC. Now they're the Rippers. The Rippers. The Ripper Magoos. The Rippers. So, also, it was always thought that the Fireballs were going to be changing their name. They didn't change their name. They just changed the logo. But yeah. most of the teams changed their logo, it seemed like. Yeah, I think they completely redid all but, like, a couple of the logos. Um. Torque kept their or Torque changed theirs. Um, the Stinger GC made a slight change. Other than that, I think High Torque, Flyers made a little bit of a change. High Flyers definitely changed. Torque changed. Obviously, the ones that rebranded changed. Yeah, I think Crushers and Smash both changed. I think they might have all changed. At I least since I can't the, remember the what Majestics. Smash I don't know what this looks like. How do we go this deep into this live teams conversation? And not mention the majestics. Ian Poulter, the goat. Uh, gosh, what was I? I was I'm trying to something. find the video now, and I can't find the video. Oh yeah. Uh, any early predictions for which team is the worst this season on live? All I'm of go with the iron. I'm going with the Ironheads. I who's even on the? I'm looking at the roster right they now. They were so. they were abysmal last year. Who's on the team? Uh, I just know Kevin Na is the captain, and that's not a good sign. Okay, so it's it's Kevin Na, Saddam Kekwanjana. No way. Siwon Kim, who's the former Smash GC captain, and Fachara Kongwatmai. That's the Ironheads? Yeah. Okay, see? Told you. That team is terrible. Um, yeah, I can't really see a, a worse team than that one. Punch GC has Wade Ormsby, they're not Matt Punch Jones, anymore. and Blake Windred, Jediah Morgan. Dude, okay, these are really old. These must be really old rosters. Oh, this was June twenty eighth. Yeah, this is never mind. Okay, I lied.
Yeah, just... Well, we just slandered the Iron Heads, but I don't care. Slandered the heck out of them. Why, why do they not have an updated roster? Yeah, honestly. Let's see. For, for Player four. directory. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So Smash GC, Brooks Kepka, Adrian Otegui, Richard Bland, Chase Kepka, Punch GC, Wade Ormsby, Matt Jones, Jediah Morgan, no, Blake Windred. That's not that's because Punch this, GC would have been the Australian team and there's no Cam Smith. Oh, this is still last year. Oh, they don't have rosters at all. They have the updated ones on the website. I gotta see who's on the Ironheads. I don't see the updated ones. They, all they have is the captain. They don't have who's actually on the team. Wait, so which team did Smash GC become? Smash? That's Brooks's team. Oh, yeah. What's... Uh, what's... All right, last thing on Liv. I just want to read the... Uh... What's Cam Smith's team? Uh, they were Punch, and now they're Rippers. Rippers, yep. Yeah. Uh, blood, okay. So each, if you click on each team, it like shows you the captain. There's like a million pictures of Kevin Na here, but there's a description of Ironheads GC. It says blood, sweat, and iron. The Ironheads bring a powerful, unbending will to win to the Live Golf League. Hmm. Pretty sure they were the worst team last year. Isn't blood made of iron? True. They welcome any test of their metal, sure to their core that they can meet any meet and overcome any challenge. Kevin Na heads a team with iron in its soul and a steely determination to compete and overcome. While rivals rust away, the iron heads will still be powering forward, showing their strength of character and purpose. You know, I don't like how I they have this. I can't believe this is real. They have this whole iron and metal based thing, but then they use the M E T T L E metal and not M E T A L. That is so true. <laughs> That is so true. They really missed a missed What do they say about the range goats? I can't believe this is real. Like, it seems like a bad high school project. Dude, like, like write, a, write a poem about iron. <laughs> yeah, why do they not have the full teams on here? I don't like that. That really makes me want to just read through all of the team descriptions. I don't know. I don't know if we should go down that road. Four aces. Let's see what they say about DJ. This team will not rest on its laurels despite winning the inaugural Live Golf Team competition. Skipper Dustin Johnson and his teammates want to take themselves and their sport onwards and upwards. There's a restless energy about four aces. It's all about constantly driving themselves to excel, overcoming setbacks, and pushing their limits in pursuit of excellence. Four aces are ready to step up, ready to fight, and ready to win. Everyone knows this, the aces. This is like a a uh, a pro like a project in freshman English class. It'd be like write a a description about this this sports team. Yeah, and this is something it's, that it's like awful. My my fifth grade sister could write. Literally, all they should have done for the four aces, it should have just been the Bubba Watson quote. Everyone knows the aces, and that's it. That would have been, honestly, I'd respect that a hundred times more than this nonsense. I, I'm not going to lie, though. The cliques, I kind of like their logo. I kind of like their color scheme. 
Or is that uh, the green and gold one? Yeah. But does the clique, does the logo not kind of remind you of like the communist Russian uh, hammer and sickle a little bit? Uh, I didn't think of it when I looked at it, but who knows? I, like, I see the club and it looks like kind of a hammer and then you have this big C. It looks kind of like a sickle. Yeah. All right, the Majestics. Who's all on the Majestics? Uh, I know we've got Ian Poulter, Henrik Stenson, Lee Westwood, Sam Horsfield maybe is the fourth. Um, they have co-captains, Ian Poulter and Henrik Stenson. Interesting. It says better together, personality, passion, and positivity. That's what the Majestics are all about. And who better to lead such a team than the talismanic Ian Poulter there's no airs or graces here. They're gritty, down-to-earth, and straight-talking. But while they're working hard, they like to have a laugh, too. If you're a Majestics fan, expect plenty of fun and inspiration. This is a team with a focus on winning and on making a difference in the world, too. We, we're <laughs> going to have to make our own video to rival these videos and just make it as cringy as possible. They already won in cringy as possible. And on making a difference in the world, too. Yes. Thank you, Majestics. Making a difference in the world? Shut up. Dude, the Ripper logo is so bad. It, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. We we could do this all night. We should probably the, this. This is just... The, oh yeah, we've Tor- got other stuff to get to. The Torque GC logo, like just the man, this is just terrible. It's terrible. It is bad. I can't anymore. And our live guy's not here, so we can't slander him too bad. Um, Dude, he doesn't even defend them anymore. He doesn't even have any reasons for liking live. <laughs> he he can't only, watch it anymore. He can't watch it anymore, and he just is a live guy because he's a contrarian. But. <laughs> All right, quick recap of Pebble Beach because it wasn't over yet when we recorded. Justin Rose went on to win. Congrats, um, Rosie. Denny McCarthy tried to tried to shoot his way in there. Shot seven under twenty nine on the front nine on round four. Yeah, um, he tried. But, but Rosie, first, was it? I see like first win in six years or something like that. Justin Rose, it was his first win in four years. That's props to Justin Rose. He's a guy I know. who. Like, I've never really liked, but I've never rooted against. Here's the thing. I, I used to be a guy. I, was, I used to actively dislike Justin Rose. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I would cheer against him in Ryder Cups. I actually was there. I, I followed his match when he played Ricky in the 2016 Ryder Cup. So I was cheering against him in person that whole day. Um, but he just, like, always came off as a... I never really liked him, but over the past few years, it's kind of kind of grown a little bit. He, he's grown on me, and I've come around on Justin Rose. And especially, I mean, he seemed like a guy that'd be perfect for Liv, but he ended up sticking on the PGA Tour. Him and another guy, Adam Scott. I definitely thought both of them would go to Liv, but it seemed like both of them are pretty uh, didn't Adam pretty Scott committed to the PGA Tour. TGL too. Adam Scott did sign with TGL, and. Know? And TGL he's had some more signings this week. Is it was it just Max Homa and Max Homa and Billy Horschel? Billy Horschel, Billy Horschel. That one's borderline. Max Homa and Adam Scott. I'm 100 percent on board with those. Um, 
So I don't know what that brings the TGL roster up to, but they have Tiger, Rory, nice. Homa, Horschel, Morikawa, uh, Rom, JT, JT, uh, Fitzpatrick. Scott, Isn't Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick? Yep. It's yeah. It's, that's solid, dude. That's so good. I'm I'm yeah. I'm curious to see what that's going to be like. That's but. solid. So Justin Rose wins at Pebble Beach. Uh, do we need to do a leaderboard rundown? I don't think so. No, not at all. Especially with that leaderboard in that event. Dude, there's um, some there's some good names in there. Brandon Wu got second. No, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Uh Kevin Yu tied for seventh. Uh, Bo Hostler. Yeah, I'm running um, out of names here. Okay, we gotta talk about though the Aaron Rodgers scandal. Are you have you been hearing about this? I have. So Aaron Rodgers and his partner win the Pro-Am. I don't know if we talked about this on Sunday. I think we might have. I, we might have briefly I think I, think I touched on We congratulated so, Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, and we were saying Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was playing to a 10 handicap. Like, that seems sus. Seems a little bit off. And uh, some internet sleuths did some looking, and it turns out his official uh, handicap index is a 3. I don't know how so, you get from three to ten, but so that from my is my freshman year math classes, I know that three is not equal to ten. That is not a good look. And uh, Keith Mitchell, let's see if I can find that. Keith Mitchell and Josh Allen. Keith Mitchell. Uh, he he was uh, yeah. like uh, like me. We won. Like he said that to Josh Allen. Like we're we're the actual winners. Okay, let's see. He called the Aaron Rodgers handicap crap. Uh, what else here? Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. Uh, his his handicap was crap. So I, I haven't looked. I think we were on eighteen. We might have been up there. But if if uh, if we finish second to Aaron, I consider us winning this trophy. I'll start over from the beginning. I think Josh and I won. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. Uh, his, his handicap was crap. Well, there you have it. Keith, Keith Mitchell knows. Um, he actually seemed pretty serious here too. Like it didn't really seem like a joking. Oh, no. like he's saying no. like he seemed pretty serious. Um, which, uh, you know, that's just the kind of guy Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he's just, just slimy. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he announced today he's going to take a four-day darkness retreat I heard about to this. contemplate life and maybe consider retirement from the NFL. I saw, <laughs> I saw a thing that was like the duality of man or something, and it was uh, Aaron Rodgers announcing he's into the four-day darkness or whatever, and then a picture of Kirk Cousins, what he posted on his Instagram today, he's just like, standing in front of a donut shop like arms spread wide and it just said great donuts yes <laughs> like oh man so shout out aaron Rodgers again you may have won but at what cost um at what cost your soul no he lost that a long time ago yeah when he started doing drugs ayahuasca um maybe it'll um maybe he's realized that kirk cousins is now the king of the nfc north he's ready to get out I don't know. Justin Fields. <clears throat> Three. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people think they have a bright future over there in Chicago. Uh, they got the number uh, one overall pick. I don't know. Three and 14. 
Can you, can you fix that in one year? I'm not sure. Um, well, while we're talking about NFL, quick uh, Super Bowl prediction. I don't want the Chiefs to win, so I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm going in the exact opposite direction. So I don't want the Eagles to win, so I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I'm going to say whoever wins the coin toss will probably lose the game because the team that has won the coin toss has lost like the last seven Super Bowls. So, Really? Yes. That's an interesting nugget. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, Coincidence? No, I'm just uh, – shoot. Like the, like the really in-depth stats. Uh, sabermetrics. There oh, yeah, go. some sabermetrics. That's what that is. Uh, um, more breaking news. We're really good at talking things into existence on this show, I guess. What did we do this uh, time? Well, we talked about live. Oh, yes. <laughs> Big live news. I think I know where you're going here. <laughs> we, we mentioned on Sunday's show uh, about the old course patio. And yep. news broke, I think it was yesterday. Uh, Might have been today. Was it today? I don't know. I can't remember. They are going to remove the patio from. They already did, and they have already removed it. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see the video of the like the (laughs) The, excavator, that crane or whatever, getting in there and taking it out? Yeah. So now that's that's hilarious that they did it. They posted about it, and the internet sufficiently bullied them (laughs) into just removing all of the hard work that they had done. they built it because the ground was always destroyed and then they put it in and now took it out. So the ground is destroyed so now, and they will yeah. have to put in some nice sod to, uh, to get that That's back. Amazing. To... So it yeah, that was feel bad for all the internet bullying. Cause it made them completely reverse course, but <laughs> just a bunch of wasted money. <laughs> so Augusta national will probably get bullied here for expanding the 13th hole and they'll revert that back quickly. Um, because I saw they are going to play it at like 560 or something this year. Yeah, yeah. I think so, they're, the intention, which I get, they're trying to, you know, have it play similar to when it would have, you know, however many years ago so that you're not having short irons into the green, which I understand. It's just like every time they change Augusta, it's just like, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. But yeah. then it just, just like, put a takes, tree in the middle of the fairway. Takes like one or two seasons and then i'm over it didn't so. we have that discussion the other day on trees yeah we did on sunday trees in the middle of the yeah, fairway just pull into the middle yeah, of the fairway all right so the old course uh relented under the uh immense pressure of the cyberbullying. so um so the old course is soft they don't have a backbone they can't stand up for themselves they care too much about what other people think probably much that's, like that's, uh, what, that's what the uk that's just that's just the uk you know much like uh, most of live golf as well. Okay, last thing, a little Phoenix Open preview. One of my favorite events all year. Um, don't know how much I'll get to watch over the weekend, especially Saturday, but Sunday I am hoping to catch um, the lion's share of it. So I'm really excited for this event. I'm trying to look at the... Uh... The list of players, it is a elevated event or a designated event, not elevated. Um, the only in so in the world ranking, the top 20 of the top 24 players who are eligible for this event, only one player is not playing in it. That who is be, that one player? Zalatoris. Oh, Lily Z. Yep. Is he hurt so again? I don't think so. I think this is just the designated event he decided to skip. For this being a designated event, there's a lot of uh, crappy names in here. 
Well, but the the names at the top are are awesome. our local it's a, our local Slovakian great, Rory Sabatini. <laughs> he's in the week. field. He's Rory in the Sabatini's field. in the field. Yep. Uh, oh man, Taylor. He's Montgomery, a Slovakian so can, legend. You can chalk up a made cut for Taylor Montgomery. Uh, Rory Hideki. Uh, I'll give you um, an interesting uh, interesting pick this week. I want to. I'm curious. What are the odds for uh, Tom Kim? I like Tom Kim. I like him this making is, the cut. I like a top ten for Tom Kim this week. This this is the event where he, Tom Kim is going to really embrace this atmosphere. I feel um, it is a bit of a bomber's paradise. This course, which doesn't necessarily work in Tom Kim's favor, but I see this as an event that Tom Kim will play really well. Oh, you know who is in the field that I will not be cheering for this week? Uh Doug Gim. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he might not have the Monday qualifier excuse screw if he was already guy. in this field. Uh, same with so. Dylan Fratelli. Yeah, screw that guy, too. Okay, yeah. Ricky I mean, in the field. Let's go, Ricky. I want a Ricky win. I feel in, I'm feel i feeling very, very good about a Ricky top 10. I'd be Joel curious Damon. What the, I'm, I'd be curious what the odds are, uh, what the books have Ricky for a top 10. No, I'll have to I, look at that here shortly. I would hammer that. I feel very uh, good about it. Lucas Glover must be okay after his miscut last week. He is in the field. He's playing this so, week. Hopefully, good. Good. if he's wearing long sleeves, someone might want to check him out. I like Tony um, Finau this week. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited. Also, uh, I was thinking about it. I got a I've got a take. I'm gonna run by you. Well, I, maybe we could just finish. Is there any any other uh, Phoenix Open? Anything like specific you're looking forward to, or any players you're looking at this week? I. I just love the Phoenix Open. Um, probably two of the two hottest players in golf, both in the field, John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. Uh, I don't think we've seen these two really face off yet this year. We have not. In the same tournament. Right. So this that'll be kind of fun. Rory's won, what, like three of his last four or something like that. And I don't know. Yeah. Rahm has been on a, a tear. On a heater as well. So, so those two... We'll probably, they announced the groups today. Uh, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a quick look at the featured groups. Actually, I'm sure they're completely stacked. Here we uh, go. Betting odds. That's what we want. Well, I've also seen multiple videos going around social media of people uh, losing their balance just walking around. So, and it's only Tuesday. The tournament hasn't great. started yet. People are already wasted um, beyond their wits. You know it's going to be a great tournament when Jason Day, Taylor Montgomery, Sam Burns, and Saeed Tagala all have better betting odds than Ricky Fowler. Well, that seems about right. Um, okay. One of the feature groups, Rory, Colin, and Hideki. Phenomenal group. Uh, Finau, Spieth, and Shoffley. Incredible. Cantley, Fitzpatrick, and Burns. Oma, Rom, and Bradley. Speaking of, keep that in mind. Okay, keep that group in mind. That's one of my that's my take I'm going to I'm going to run by you. Um Thomas, Damon and Tigala. Sahith. Ooh. Featured little featured group action and Damon? Joel yeah. Damon? Joel Damon baby. I don't he's, know how I feel about that. He's there. A, here we go. Um and then Tom Kim, Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. So, Tom Kim, I'm high on him this week. He's playing with the defending champ. So, Honestly, look out for Tom Kim this week. And uh, 
Yeah, any, You're telling any me you have to sign up to see the odds. Uh, any last uh, any last thoughts on the Phoenix Open? I'm Just trying a great to find. Event. I'm trying to find Ricky's top ten odds, but apparently you got to sign up for DraftKings, so I don't want to do that. Um, I think he. I saw he's plus eight thousand to win. Ricky, okay. Here's here's my take on Ricky. He is going to. So he's playing. This is going to start a stretch of five straight events for him. Basically, going to you know determine whether or not he qualifies for the Masters. I'm. My pick is he's going to win Honda. The Honda is going to win be the a, Honda. It's going to be a pretty weak field because it's between a whole bunch of designated events. He's played well there a whole bunch of times. He's won there. Uh, Ricky Fowler is going to win the Honda Classic. Here's here's some Ricky Fowler stats and trends from uh, sportsbookwire.usa today. Oh, gosh. So he's hoping to qualify for the weekend for the fifth straight time. Uh over his last five appearances, he's finished within three shots of the leader once, and Carter has scored better than average three times. Average score of nine under his last five events. Uh, one top five over the last five tournaments. In is this, this like event, all just this event or his last no, this five? Is, this is his last five. Oh. Uh, his last ten appearances at this event, he's made it to the weekend six times. Um, and then his recent results, he finished 11th at the Farmers. 54th at the American Express, 34th at the CJ Cup, second at the Zozo, and then miscut at the Shriners. And then if you go back one more, it was sixth at the Fortinet. I and Ricky Ricky always plays well at the Phoenix Open. Has he won this tournament before? Or has he just been running yes, up a couple times? That was his that that was his last win. This event in 2019. That was insane, actually. I don't know if you remember that. I, he had a I massive not. lead. Uh, after so he birdied 10 on the final round to take a I think a five shot lead uh, and then on 11 he chipped it over the green into the water and then he dropped and then the ball after he dropped well he had to like place the ball or something because it was on a slope and then he was about to hit it or he was walking up to the green to look and the ball just rolled back into the water so he had to take another drop oh made, like, yeah Made yeah. a 20-footer for triple. And then he bogeyed the next hole. So he went from five up to two back because Brandon Grace made a few birdies. But So then he was two shots back with like six holes left and uh, ended up winning by two somehow. The expert pick this week is uh, Xander Shoffley, plus 1,300 apparently. So Okay. Don't hate that. VegasOdds.com. Really solid golf course. Uh, probably, I mean, the best four-hole finishing stretch on tour, if not right up there. Oh, it is. I mean, 15, great par five. 15, 15 is awesome. That's 16, a great hole. 16, if you don't put the stadium around it, the hole's kind of a, a joke, but with the yeah, stadium, it's a, it makes not it a, not a Definitely not a memorable golf hole by any stretch, but obviously it's the stadium hole. So. Yeah. Uh, 17, great drivable par four. Everything kind of slopes off into the water. Uh, and then 18, the water left. You got to carry the water. There's bunkers over there. Um, I definitely hit some uh, black fast into the water, my share, my fair share in 2K. Oh, yeah. that's You never want to do that. All right. Anything else from Phoenix? I don't think Who's I got your, anything. I, I, my guy to watch for was Tom Kim. Who's your guy? My guy is 
I mean, I kind of said uh, the John Rom Rory battle, but if I'm picking a guy who is kind of a sleeper this week, um, I'm going to go with the guy we've talked about a little bit on this podcast previously. He's had some hot finishes. Taylor Montgomery. All right. All right. Um, I like that. He's got four top tens this wraparound season. No wins. I know. Uh, his recent results, he finished T31 at the Farmers, fifth at the American Express, T12 at the Sony Open. And those are his three starts this calendar year. Yep. He's always a good one. I'd be surprised if he's in contention this week, but you never know. I I'm I definitely I'm see him winning one of the non-designated events this year. <clears throat> I I mean it's golf. People can shock you. I think he might be the the shocker. All right. Uh okay, so now I'm going to move on. This is my this is my big take of the year. My my big early take of the year. Keegan Bradley is going to win a huge event this year. Like a major? I'm thinking, or just I'm, thinking a... I'm thinking either the PGA or the players. Okay. PGA okay. at Oak Hill. The players, obviously, at TBC Sawgrass every year. Um, I just am very bullish on Keegan Bradley right now. He's I... sort of he's sort of coming around. He he made a charge at the farmers. He won the Zozo. He is uh he's like sneaky, like 21st in the world. That is very sneaky. I thought he was kind of uh Yeah. Like dead to rights, and he's made a a comeback in his career. Yeah, so definitely um, I'm 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 keeping my eyes on Keegan Bradley for sure. Uh my hot take is I think we're gonna go four first time major winners for the four majors. That's incredibly shocking. I I would not bet on that at all. Um I mean, the odds would probably be really good if you were betting, but I just, I feel like it's one of those years, um, you know, maybe Ricky finally gets one. I think Rory's going to uh, win one though. That's, uh, that's my yeah, thing. That's I think, Rory I think Rory's too good. I right think now. Rory's playing too good. I, th- I think he gets one this year and I hope it's Augusta. I hope it is too. I want him to finish that grand slam. Rory, um, Rom, Morikawa. You see, Morikawa, I maybe what's is it the no, U.S. Open his, that's in Cali? Yeah, may I say maybe club. that one? He always seems to play well in Cali. I don't know what it is. Or are you thinking of Max Homa? I can see Max Homa Max winning Homa. a major, be, being one of the first timers. Max Homa, that's that's a guy to look out for this year. Uh, playing really well. What's his recent? What about like Xander Shoffley? I, I like Xander at Augusta. My Ooh, early, Sander too, yeah. early, uh, like an early Masters sort of. Uh, I do like Xander at Augusta for sure. He's been Max, in contention there before multiple times. Max has two wins this calendar se- or this wraparound season in five events. Yep, finished top twenty-five every event he's played. Max Homa, man, what is it? First in the Fortinet. T20 in the Shriners, T23 CJ Cup, T4 in the QBE. Wasn't that a team event, though? Yeah, I think so. T5 
T3 in the tournament champions and won the farmers. Oh, yeah, he had to carry Kisner around, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, man, Max Homa is playing well. What is he in the FedEx Cup right now? Second? Yeah, he's got, I was going to say, he's got to be one or two. Twelfth in the world. I've always, Who's I first always in the FedEx Cup? Uh, let's look. Wait, wait, wait. There's, I have to know this. No, this is, it's an obvious one. First in the FedEx Cup. I am ashamed I can't come up with it right now. He has two wins this this season. In four. Oh, events. it's John. It's John Rom, isn't it? It's John Rom. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I was just kind of thinking. I don't know if he had done anything in the fall. Really, the has fall not, season. Has he was not in finished outside, Has not finished outside the top ten in any of his starts okay. this year. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So he was. Yeah, he was in the mix at the CJ Cup. So yeah, yep. okay, John Rahm. And T seventh at the Farmers could have won that one. Uh foreplay interviewed John Rahm last week. Great interview with John Rahm. Um but yeah, FedEx I, Cup, John Rahm one, Max Homa two, Keegan's three, Shane. I'm telling you, Keegan is four. Keegan is coming, bro. This is like Seamus Powers four. Comeback season for oh, Keegan. He won. He won the he Butterfield. Didn't he win like the Bermuda? Bermuda Championship. Yeah, yeah. Get out. He did finish T3 at Mayakoba. Which is now a live course. That's going to be the first live event, Mayakoba. Rest in peace. Sahith, sneaky 14 in the FedEx You Cup. know why I think that is? I think that course is a Greg Norman design. Hey, does, uh, does being like top 20 or something in the FedEx Cup get you an exemption into the Masters? Uh, or is it just no. the, for the previous season? Uh, I don't think there's any. I think his only way of getting into Augusta this year is top 50 world ranking or a win. And to get to top 50 world ranking, he would basically need two wins. So, well, so he's got he's got, he's playing five straight weeks. We're talking about Ricky, by the way. Um, he's playing five straight weeks. They're going to have big world ranking points because obviously, how how many of them are elevated events? It's He's playing three of the five are elevated or what designated. Are the, what are the next five events? Uh, so we, he's so got Phoenix. WM. And then uh, what's next week? He's playing uh, next Genesis. Week. Yep. That one's out. Four of them are elevated or designated then. Because next week, or the next, week's, next week's Riviera, and then it's the Honda, and then yep. Arnold Palmer, and then TPC. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of world ranking points on the line because these are big events. Do you think he'll so, play the Corrales Punta Cana Championship? No. I think he should. Oh, I actually saw Masters. that course. I actually saw that course in person a few months ago. Well, he's is he he's not in the match play. No. Do opposite yeah. field events get you into the Masters? I don't think he would play that. Is that before the Masters? It yeah, is. It is. It's um, two weeks before he, the Masters. He he wouldn't, especially coming off this much golf. He's like is that just the week after the? It's there's the Valspar and then it's the Punta okay, Cana so no, and the match So play. no chance he plays the Val the Valspar. I mean, he could sneak into the yeah, match play. Yeah, if yeah he might. Drop, he might. But. He might. He might get into the match play if he plays well over these few weeks. So yeah, this will be a a big stretch for Ricky. Um, Huge. The Huge. defending defending champions of the upcoming events. Scotty. So, Scotty for the WM, Joaquin okay, Neiman whoa, whoa. for the Genesis. Oh, okay. Joaquin Neiman, okay. So we won't have a defending champ there. The Honda, 
Oh, uh, oh, that's Sep. Sep. Yep. Our boy Sep Straka. Yep. Uh, the uh, Arnold Palmer. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Who? Oh, Scotty Scheffler. Yep. Players. Uh, ah, he who shall not be named in Jacksonville, Cam Smith. Uh, the Valspar. Uh, she's oh, Sam Burns. Yep. The Punta Cana. Uh, Chad Ramey. The match play. Scotty. Uh, the Valero Texas Open. JJ Spawn. Do you think that's one Ricky plays if he needs a last ditch effort to get in? Yeah. He's played it yeah. the last couple of years. He, he'll, uh, he'll play that one. And then the Masters. Scotty. Scotty. Last year won four of the upcoming six events. Seven events. All right, let's, let's keep going. Who won, uh, who won uh, RBC Heritage last year? I have the list in front of me. So. Oh, shoot. Okay. Who did win it last year? Jay Spieth. Yep. Zurich Classic. Uh... Team event. Who won that? I don't, I can't think of it. It's Mr. It's, can't play and Mr. Shoffley. Oh, I knew that. The I Mexico, that. Mexico open. John Rahm. The Wells Fargo. Uh, Homa. Byron Nelson. The Byron Nelson. I'm trying to picture the course. Oh, uh, it was KH Lee. Yes. PGA. Uh, JT, Charles Schwab, uh, Burns. My goodness, how far can we go? Uh, Memorial. Uh, the 2022 Memorial. Oh, is this where we get him? No, I have to know this. Come on. Let me know if you need a hint. I really don't want to have a hint. Shoot, I can't think of it. Oh, Billy Horschel. It I is Billy Horschel. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I would have come up with that without your the hint. RBC Canadian. Rory. Same week as the State Two Man, by the way. Lakeview Golf Course. Uh, U.S. Open. Fitzy. Uh, yeah, Travelers. I know Sahith was in the mix. Oh, it was Xander. We're getting into some jokey tournaments. Rocket Mortgage Classic. Tony. Tony was the king of BS tournaments that really late don't mean much in the Midwest. He's the king of late July. 3M, uh, Tony. You skipped to 3M. No, the 3M's not for another month. Oh, uh, John, whoa, John Deere. This is the list for this year. This okay, year. I was going off the yeah. dates last year. Yeah. Uh, John Deere. JT Poston. Barbasol. The Barbasol. Now we're getting in the weeds. <laughs> this is a joke. Eric Van count. Royen. It's Trey Mullinax. Dang it. Scottish hey, Open. Eric, uh, Xander. The Barracuda. This is the man. Barracuda. Who won the Barracuda? I don't know. The Fest. Chez Chez, Chez. Chez won um, that last year. The Open. Cam. 3M. Tony. The Windham. Tom Kim, wasn't and it? Then, yeah, then the FedEx St. Jude. Uh, 
Zalatoris got hurt. That's what I remember. Uh, who won? Oh, no, no, no. It was the next week that Zalatoris got hurt. This was was when Zalatoris won. Yes, BMW. It was at Wilmington. Scott Stallings was in the mix, but he didn't win. I'm surprised the person who won won because he can't play. Oh, gosh. Okay. Patrick, uh, and then, Patrick then, can't lay. Then the tour championship. Yeah, we all know that one, Rory. Well, that's fun. That's pretty solid, but you got a large percentage of that. Um, for the record, Nick and I, at one point, we went alternating years, winners of the Masters, all the way back to like 1994 or something like that. So We'll have to do it with the U.S. Open next time. Nick no research. His, we gotta Nick just do it off the top his, of our head. I don't know if I could do that. Like I, I could go. I've actually, team. I've actually been uh, into a lot of U.S. Open history recently. So. Twenty. I don't even know where twenty twenty one was. If you told me where it was, I could maybe. Twenty twenty one U.S. Open. Yeah. Tory. Oh, John Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty was. See, if you tell me where it was, I could probably get it. I can't. I don't think I can get Wing it. Wingfoot. That's uh, he who shall not be named. Yeah. Bryce. 2019. Was that Beth Page? No, that's nope. a PGA venue. Yep. Uh, 2019. U.S. Open. Pe- that was, was that Pebble? Yep. Who won it? Pebble. Who won at Pebble? I know the person who won at Pebble, and I know I was super upset. Was it Gary Woodland? Yes, it was. That was 2019. That seems so long ago that he won that U.S. Open. What about the two before that? 2018. Brooks. Okay. 2017 Brooks. Okay, what were the courses? I couldn't even tell you. 2017 was Aaron Hills. 2018 was Shinnecock. 20, so that was 2017. 2016, 2016 U.S. Open. I was a senior in college. It was COVID. You were not a senior in college. You were, oh, yeah, you were, you were gonna be, high school. You were, you were going to be a freshman in college. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember that far back. It wasn't Ricky, I can tell you that. Ricky missed the cut, actually. Where was it? Oakmont. Ooh, Oakmont DJ. Yes. What about the year before? 15. 15. Where was you it? Know, you know this one. Where was it? Come on. Was it Chambers Bay, the Broccoli Greens? Yeah. DJ should have won, but he choked on the 18th hole and Spieth won. Yes. What about 14? 14. Is that Rory? Nope. Was that the PGA? Was that the year? Or was that Valhalla? Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking. 2014, year before US Chambers, Open. would have been at, going through my U.S. Open venues, it's, where was it at? Pinehurst. Pinehurst. Oh, the Nazi man. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Keimer. All right. Martin uh, Keimer. <laughs> we definitely are rambling a little bit. That's all right. We 13. Are. 13. 13. One of my favorite it? U.S. Opens of all time. You tell me where it was. I tell you the winner. That's how this works. Marion. 
Marion. Oh, Marion, 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 Marion. Wait, is Marion the... Marion is the one I'm thinking of. That's Justin Rose. Yes. That's the wicker 12. basket. Yep, yep. Awesome. One of my favorite U.S. Opens ever. Uh, <coughs> yeah, that was 12, 12 was Olympic Club. Are they club. going back there? I don't know. I hope so at some point. I think they will. 12, I'll give you a hint on who won 12. Ooh-wee! Ooh-wee! It's Webb Simpson. Yes, sir. If you know, you know. Yep. 2011 Congressional. Oh, this one's too far. 2011. This this is Rory, isn't it? Yes. Yes. 2010 Pebble. 2010 Pebble. Uh, uh, Graham McDowell. You're right. Um, 2009 was Beth Page. Beth Page. Shoot. Okay, this one. This one is stretching me a little bit. Because um, 2008 was Tory and Tiger won. 2009 at Beth Page Black. Lucas Glover. Yes, Lucas Glover. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I was hoping you would know that one. All right, 2007, Oakmont. Not Phil Mickelson. Um, <laughs> You're right. 2030, they're going back to Marion, by the 2030? way. 2030? That's so long. Don't they have a U.S. Open venue planned for like 2051 already? 2051, yep. I will be, I will be 54 years old. For that U.S. Open. And they have five scheduled out for Pinehurst number two. 24, 29, 35, 41, and 47. Yeah, because that's like the home of the U.S. Open now. Uh, so they're going back to Pinehurst next year. Nice. 2007 at Oakmont. Oakmont. I would uh, be surprised if you got this one. Ah, uh, Country of origin. Argentina. Is it on hill? Yeah. I forgot he won a U.S. Open. I just know he's in yeah. prison. Yep. He has two majors. Was 2006 Wingfoot? Yep. That's the year that didn't Phil choke that year? Yep. Did Jim Furyk win that year? Nope. Ah. Michael Thompson? Nope. That's 2005? No, is that a Masters guy? No. 2006. Country of origin. Uh, where is this guy from? South Africa, I think. South Africa? No, he might be Australian. He's Australian. Now you got me messed up. Now you got me messed he's an, up. He's an, he's an Aussie. Yes. There's an Australian golfer that's... Is it Jeff Ogilvie? Yes. Oh. Yes. I forgot there's uh, more Australian 2005, golfers Scott. 2005. Pinehurst number two. Yeah, I, I don't... I'll, I won't get this one. Michael Campbell. <laughs> That's see, that's what I was thinking of instead of Michael Thompson. Yeah, what a loser. Um, two thousand four. Well, you didn't give me a location. So oh, Shinnecock. Shinnecock. I guess Tiger Woods. No, this uh, is Phil choked this year too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> this has just turned into a Phil Mickelson slander <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, two thousand four. Shinnecock. Is this Jim Furyk? Nope. Didn't Jim Furyk win a U.S. Open? Yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> this is for Shinnecock. Country of origin. Uh, South Africa. And I mean it this time. Okay, Louie hasn't won a major. Oh, Ernie Els? Nope. He did not, win a U.S. Open. It's not Charles, is it? Nope. I'm running out of South African golfers. Retief Goosen. Oh my gosh, that guy. He was struck by lightning once. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, 03, Olympia Fields. Isn't that where they are this year? No. This year is LA Country Club. What's the, when, I feel like Olympia Fields has been on my mind. They played uh, the BMW Championship there in 2020. Maybe that's what it was. 2003 Olympia Fields. I'm just going to keep guessing Jim Furyk. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you did get that one. 2002's um, Tiger Woods. 2002, I believe that was Tiger at Bethpage. Yeah, wasn't that the year of the Tiger Slam? Uh, no, actually. That was 2000 into the 2001 Masters. So 2000 Open. 2000 yes. was uh, at Pebble. Yep. 2001. I know the winner, but I don't know the course. Uh, let's see. What an emergency podcast this turned into. I know. I love it. Southern Hills. Southern Hills. Uh, yeah. Justin Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> South African. Now Retief Goosen again. Ernie Els. Retief Goosen again. What? He has two he US w- Opens? Yep. yep. No way. All right, 99. That's as far back as I'm going. 99. Of course. Pinehurst, number two. Tiger Woods. Nope. Retief Goosen. I think. Retief Goosen. Nope. Come on, you know this one. I know this one? Oh. He hold the putt from the exact same place that Riggs Barstool hold the putt to beat Kevin Kisner in the four-man scramble. It's... Rest in peace, Mr. Four-Point Pants or whatever they're called, Payne Stewart. Yes, sir, the plus fours. Plus fours, as I was. Four-point, what's four-point? I, I don't know. Ernie Els right, when he well, open? Yeah, 94 at Congressional. Oh, my, he's an old bag. <laughs> and you probably think I'm looking all this up right now. I'm literally, the only one I had to look up was 01. I knew, and I knew Retief Goosen won, I just didn't know the course. Retief Goosen is the go. But 98, I don't know, 97. Yeah, that's getting into a territory that's beyond me. So I think 95 was Corey Pavin at Shinnecock. That. Yep. You are the golf historian. Who won the first US Open? I have no idea. I just love how uh, it got when it got thrown off due to the world wars that now it's just it like lines up with the it year. lines up with the year. Yeah. yeah. Cause it makes you think, Oh, the first one might, must've been in 1900, but it who actually was wasn't. The, it was, who it was, was the first that. American to win the U S open? Uh, Doug McDermott, John McDermott. Oh, is that seriously it? Yeah. Doug McDermott's oh, the coach for, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. McDermott though. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, who won in 1913? Uh, okay, I'm going to guess. Just out of left field. I'm going to guess that it was actually an amateur. Uh, it actually was an amateur. Okay. Um, it wasn't Bobby Jones. No. Nope. Uh, 10 years gonna, later. I'm just going to throw like a random Irish and French name out there. Francis, ah. we met. Yes, it was. Wow. Did you know there's actually a movie. a movie about him? No way. And they passed the hat for Eddie. 
All right, wow, so well, I'm, I'm looking at this here. 1998 was Lee Jansen. Yeah, I would have never come up with that. 1996, Steve Jones. I've never even heard of that guy. Oh, I actually watched that not that long ago. So Shut I, up. On Shut a, up. On my, uh, on my TV, I have a, on my Roku TV, I have, I have the USGA app. Oh, um, my gosh. Downloaded. And whenever you go in there, at all times, it's playing a final round of a U.S. Open. So last summer, I just went into it. It was like, final round, 1996 U.S. Open. And I had no idea who won. Because I'd never heard of that guy. And it was just coming down the stretch the last few holes. I'm like, there's no way this Steve Jones guy actually won the U.S. Open. Because there's, like, guys I recognize. There's, like, Tom Lehman. There's, like, Davis Love all in contention. And it turns out Steve Jones Steve actually Jones. won. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, imagine uh, what this guy looks like, and you're exactly right. Like I'm, literally I'm the, clicking on the picture of him. The most dad, him. The most dad-looking guy massive like pleated khakis was he wearing white uh white new balance shoes almost steve jones golfer yeah this looks like a guy who i could not believe shouldn't be a professional golfer (laughs) but he was clutch he's very clutch john daly great golfer as well never won a u.s open oh i was gonna say he won a u.s open but he won a pga one PGA and one uh, British Open, actually. Uh, it's just the Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen. Or His Majesty the King. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, that we've gone that was on fun. far too that was long. Fun. But it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I got nothing else better to do. So WM Phoenix Open this weekend. It's going to be a big tournament. Can't wait to break that down. Uh, on Monday, probably, since we'll be busy Sunday, Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. Hope you all enjoyed the emergency podcast. It, it just needed to be done for our loyal so, yeah. listeners to get two episodes yeah. this no week. Way, no way we could recap all of this and then the Phoenix Open and Super Bowl and all that stuff. So Probably, probably going to be the first and last time ever that you get a two-episode week. No. So, we could do... Um, we could do uh, we could do some emergency uh, after round by round of the Masters if we really wanted to. Oh, just like they do in a, you know, we could just, I should just take the Masters week off and we should just live stream the Masters. It was crazy how in my school days, how often I would just randomly like not feel well I was, on the I was on always, Thursday of the I was Masters. always sick on Masters week. It was weird. Yeah. It was like, it was like the most clutch 99 degree fever of all time because it didn't actually feel sick but had an excuse to not go to school. I, I was perfect. just I was just sick enough that I couldn't go to school, but not sick enough that I couldn't go over to Nick's house and watch the Masters with him. So <laughs> <laughs> we were good kids. We had good grades. We deserved it. Yeah, I, it's not like I had that many classes the second half of my senior year. Anyway, I had AP Calc that I was done with. German, actually, German four with a teacher who was retiring and didn't care. I had all my classes second uh, semester as senior year. My first semester, like during golf season, literally, I only had to be there for third block. Mine were all mine were all first semester. Yeah, so it was nice because then I would just go to golf practice an hour and a half early and hit range. Yeah, that would but, be you. You were just super warm. Yeah, got the shanks a, out was, of the way. I was a range goat. 
Was that the same year that you uh, missed a two-footer in tryouts? Yeah, it was less than that. <laughs> High school golf was something else. Johnny, I would just let you, me, and Bata play in the same group because he didn't want us to play with the other turd burglars. <clears throat> Good times. Well, I think that does it. Hopefully, yeah. uh, if you got this far... <laughs> You're one of the sickos like us, so yeah. You you stayed on the bogey train just long enough. You stayed on the bogey train. Hope you enjoyed this uh, sort of impromptu emergency episode. We will catch you guys next time. I just got stuck in a bogey train. Mm-hmm.